This is a News Laundry podcast and you're listening to Reporters Without Orders. Order, order. Hello and welcome to Reporters Without Orders, a podcast where we talk about what made news, what didn't and some things that absolutely shouldn't have. It's the 22nd of June. I'm your host Nidhi Suresh and today I have with me Shiv Narayan Raj Purohit. Uh, Shiv has recently joined our team at News Laundry. How long has it been, Shiv? It's been a month, more than a month. And how are you enjoying your experience? I can't tell. <laughs> Not yet. It's Not too yet. soon. Yeah. So Shiv, uh, you've been doing quite a few reports and you did two this month which we will be talking about. I'm going to start with the first one which is titled Emerging Star to Fringe Element, Fringe mm-hmm. in single quotes. The steep rise and sudden fall of Nupur Sharma. It all started on May 27th when Nupur Sharma, the National BJP spokesperson, now former National BJP spokesperson, was in a debate on Times Now channel regarding the Gyan Vyapi issue. Uh, before we go into the piece and the details of the piece, uh, let's just set a little bit of context maybe for some of our viewers and listeners who might not have all the details. So Shiv, can you actually tell us what was this debate about and why did this blow up in the way it did? Hmm. So the debate was on Times Now and... Um... I think there was a heated discussion between people who were favoring the BJP and opposition side also. At the time, Nupur Sharma uh, said something offensive against Prophet Muhammad. So, at the, so after following this uh, these remarks, BJP took almost ten days to react to what Nupur Sharma said. When there was uh, this whole outrage in Arab countries, especially Middle East, and at the time, I think the vice president was in one of the Arab countries. He was visiting, and there was backlash. started from kuwait so that like after that bjp realized of course uh, they were they went into damage control mode hmm. and they suspended nupur sharma and um, another spokesperson but before the international backlash if i remember right there was also a lot of backlash within the country right yeah this is the pattern that we have seen uh, that uh, minority committees they they protested in the past but the government has been of the view that uh, these protests don't matter much to their politics mm. so when there was backlash from the arab countries then the government swung into action and and cracked whip down these two spokespersons but it's also symptomatic that we afforded opportunity to arab countries we uh landed ourselves in ourselves in trouble mm. so the bjp could have taken action before the backlash from the arab countries so i think this is our own doing mm. like um, the 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 diplomatic cacophony if you call it this isn't the first time that she's been on a debate it's certainly not the first time that she's spoken this way do we have any idea of why this particular clip um mm. uh, became what it became and led to what it did yeah so the obvious reason is what she what she said on the debate mm-hmm. it was deemed offensive um, uh, and uh, i think uh, in it, it it was a national tv or national tv i don't think so uh, i mean you have freedom of speech but freedom of speech is not absolute so you cannot say anything that you want uh, but then the bjp was saying that whatever nupur sharma said lot of uh, muslim leaders also said the same thing but I this mean, was before her suspension i mean on social media the debate was going on right the nupur sharma didn't say anything out of the context it was there in the um, uh, islamic scriptures also but uh, i mean i'm not the right person to to view it as as an islamic scholar right hmm. but uh, 
some of like part of the comment was really offensive so it's also how she said it i think yeah this yes. uh, yeah that's also true how she said it. so it is just the comment that she made on times now that made people really angry uh, people from the minority community and the channel actually uh, took away the clip right like they deleted the clip from their youtube channel yeah they did then at the same time uh, uh, i mean i was surprised to know that there was no uh, action against the uh, against journalists who were holding the debate yeah and uh, they got off the hook easily but i mean at the time i mean the host should have ticked off nupur sharma saying that these comments are not allowed on um, national tv and that was live debate Mm. We've actually done a nuisance episode where we look at how hosts from different TV channels have condemned Nupur Sharma's uh, previous comments. So you can actually go look that up on our website where Manisha has done a whole episode on how certain anchors have really called out Nupur Sharma and asked her to tone it down. And you can see how Navika Kumar, the host that particular day, did not really do that. Now, when BJP suspended her, they used an interesting term, which obviously went viral uh, yeah. that particular day. What was that term, and why was it so interesting? So, so the, the, there was press release from uh, Indian Embassy in Kuwait, and they said that the government uh, doesn't subscribe to these kind of uh, statements, and these statements were made by uh, so-called fringe elements. Mm. So, I mean, I mean that's a that's a big statement from the Indian Embassy in, in Kuwait. uh if you call your own spokesperson fringe element then who is mainstream so uh, that that was the statement that um, indian embassy issued at the time so coming to your profile shiv um so generally when we have our edit meets you know we take a decision to do a profile based on a particular trigger that's happened and we decide okay now is the moment to really delve into uh, who this person is and where they come from um what was because nupur has done this before many times this isn't her first time what was it this time that made us sit back and say okay maybe it's worth like looking into what led to that moment on the debate mm. where she had that uh, you know where she lashed out mm. uh i mean the comments were distasteful in a sense uh, of course uh, she'd been very vocal very aggressive on tv debates mm. and she is not somebody who would hold back uh but at the same time you need to uh, maintain decorum like how to conduct yourself you are a public uh, public personality uh this time of course the um, the comments against prophet that struck a chord and uh, i mean it i mean it took 3 4 days i think uh the following friday there were protests uh, in parts of india and some places there was there was stone pelting also so uh we got interested in the profile in in nupur sharma because at the time she was talk of the town and uh, um, there were also um, calls for nupur sharma's arrest and uh, the least the bjp did was bjp suspended after um, getting backlash from the arab countries so we were interested in see how she rose through the ranks who were people who mentored her from bjp or from outside bjp uh, so uh, for the profile i went to um, her college uh, clc um, campus law center in du that's where she studied and before that she was in hindu college so academically of course she has been a brilliant student mm. and uh, i spoke to uh, some of the people who were uh, very active at that time in 2008 she became the du president that was after gap of 6 years somebody from abp had won 
so that was a great achievement but at the same time the person who was contesting against her at the time she was novice i mean according to the people i spoke to um, who were active uh, during uh, at the time in student politics uh but i mean the nature the way um, um she used to conduct herself at the time uh, people said that she was very articulate she's still very articulate but in the sense like uh she gets very aggressive and maybe uh, uh at times she tends to con- lose control mm. uh but at the time in 2008 or between 2015 uh she was very modest according to people uh from both her party and across the aisle also people from nsoa also told me but i don't know how to because there are conflicting views if you speak it depends on who you speak to if you speak to somebody from bjym uh, bharti janata yuva morcha uh, they would say that uh, she has always been a leader and uh, leadership skills were proven at the time and that's why uh, abvp spotted her and and uh, they convinced her and her family to contest to let her contest do so polls because her family at the time was insisting that first she should complete her studies mm. and later on she also went to lse london school of economics and then when she returned um, um she was she became part of a team which was led by uh, amit shah mm. so that was in 2014 so she and was she given, was one of the youngest she time. was uh, she was the youngest in that team so she was part of that campaign that, that, that was huge campaign so from there on she she had, she has been mentored by arun jetli and uh, dharmendra padan and before that anurag thakur also helped her uh, rise through the ranks so that's her journey but after 20 like according to people that i spoke to after 2016 or 17 she became much more confrontational in tv debates So that's her journey from 2008 till uh, till now. Where does she come from? Like she's she's from Delhi. She's from Delhi. So she also contested again against uh, Arvind Kejriwal yeah. and she lost. But according to BJP leaders they were really impressed the way uh, uh, uh she put forth her party's views views in TV debates. Uh that that I think that impressed BJP leaders a lot. And before mm-hmm. that after she won the uh, dusu polls uh there was i think sr sar gilani was invited to one of the seminars and and she led a group and uh, one of the group members spat on him and yeah. and following day or the same day in the evening she appeared on the debate also so uh, i think she said something against uh, sar gilani i think and uh, she didn't hold her back i think that also Uh, contributed to her uh, her progress in the party hmm. is this the first time the party has taken any action on her like i i watched a couple of videos where uh, we saw i saw that she's made quite a lot of derogatory comments before and even on her twitter timeline hmm. and all of that but is this the first time that the bjp um reprimanded her if i can use that word hmm. uh, i'm not sure if uh, she'd been reprimanded earlier but uh, um if she had been it would remain within the party but this is the first time in public domain that uh, i mean of course suspension would be in public domain but uh, if you see most bjp leaders they've been known to uh, um use such offensive language against minorities hmm. and they have this tacit support right without the tacit support of the party nobody would uh, use such language right 
but i think i mean but there is this fine line also like but nupur sharma crossed that line and bjp realizes very i mean very late that yeah nupur sharma did cross the line and is it that nupur sharma crossed the line or the reaction crossed the line because like you've also in your piece you've spoken to uh party people hmm. who've asked to keep themselves anonymous hmm. uh, did you get a sense that they were genuinely outraged by uh, nupur sharma's comments or was it more that the party was pushed to react no whoever i spoke to for the story most of them were from uh, bjym because uh, and some were from delhi bjp hmm. so they were fully supporting nupur sharma they were insisting that whatever nupur sharma said was there in islamic scriptures mm. and they were i mean there was section of uh, leaders also saying that uh, the suspension was wrong and um, but in no way they said that the nupur sharma's remarks were offensive interesting so of course the party has been pushed to react in a certain yeah way. so of course there was this diplomatic reaction yeah. on that basis bjp took the action Hmm. Otherwise, I don't think so. BJP would have lifted finger on Nupur Sharma. When you began researching for this piece, were people very forthcoming when you reached out to them to talk, or did people not want to really speak? Yeah, people didn't want to uh, speak on this subject, but um, because they were thinking that I would ask them about the remarks. Hmm. But my piece was dif- different in the sense I wanted to see how uh, how she, uh, how she has risen through the ranks. starting from 2008 when she became dusu president hmm. so even then people were uh, very guarded in uh, revealing uh, about nupur sharma of course they didn't say anything negative of course unless you speak to somebody from nsui or congress hmm. who were active at the time but yeah very guarded i think a uh, couple of uh, couple of ab who were with abp at the time couple of uh, leaders uh, they refused to comment Mm. but some of them also uh, revealed not much but uh, but about uh, nupur sharma's family how she was convinced to um, uh, how her family was convinced uh, to let her get into the party or get into the student politics mm. but yeah people were not forthcoming to speak on the subject because only the top leadership was allowed to speak on nupur sharma even top leadership uh, they also refused to comment on the matter saying that uh, uh, what the, the whatever the party has decided uh, um, that's final and nupur sharma i spoke to nupur sharma also and she also refused to comment saying that whatever the party has decided she respects and she uh, didn't want to engage in any conversation any conversation yeah hmm. interesting so i felt that sometimes like i've done one or two profiles and i've always felt like every time uh, you go into a person's past their history there's always something that's come out for me as surprising that Oh, I didn't know uh, mm. this about the person. Mm. Was there anything about Nupur Sharma at any point during your research you felt that oh, I had no idea that she did this or this was her? No, uh, the most interesting part uh, about the profile was uh, how she was spotted by ABP leaders. Hmm. So she was uh, in Hindu College before she went to CLC, and in Hindu College she was campaigning for some candidate, and there she spoke. Uh, about of course some issues and there were some avp leaders they spotted her and uh, they realized that yeah i mean um, that she could be the candidate for uh, for mm. avp next year or so mm. and and when she was uh, announced as a candidate for dusu president post 
she had been on the campus for four or five years. Mm. And they were also looking for somebody who understands uh, the nitty-gritty of, uh, of, of, of law. So I think that was the most interesting part for me. And also, like, some ABP leaders also met her family um, to convince, convince them that, yeah, she's a good candidate and she could be a big political leader in the next coming years. Do you think this is the end of her political career? I don't think so. I think that this whole controversy has again risen her profile. Really? To some extent, yeah. So now you think I it's don't just think a so. I think period. I think yeah, like the moment the issue cools off, I think she will be back in the party. Uh it's been almost a month, uh, almost 3 weeks actually since this whole incident uh, came out. A lot of the details are out in public. I'd mm. still urge our listeners to go and read uh, Shiv's piece because whenever something like this happens because of social media, things quickly are divided into right and wrong, black and white. There's a rush to take sides and one must if if it demands it, but it's also it seems all the more important to pause and actually look at where this person is coming from. Who is this person? Uh, how is it that a party so easily calls someone fringe when they have been such an internal and core member of the party whose uh, biopies we now know has been mentored by some of the most senior leaders in the party. So please uh, do go read uh, Shiv's piece. Um, since then, we also now know that while Times Now did not take any particular action against Navika and she continues to host the debate uh, every night, uh, we now know that an FIR has been filed against her for hurting religious sentiments. Um, and that's that, Shiv. Uh, let's come to your other piece. While all of this was happening and fringe element was trending on social media, uh, you did another piece which is titled Wondering Why Top Anchors Were Spotted at the Poxo Court Unraveling the 2013 Case Against Them. Uh, so for a little context, on June 8th, a clip went viral on social media where we see famous TV anchors leaving a courtroom in Delhi, hiding their faces, almost attempting to hide their faces. They're also wearing masks. In the video, you hear the person who's shooting the video repeatedly asking the journalists why they're here. In fact, let's take a moment to listen to the frustration of this person. Sir, now tell us what the case was. How did you get to court? You want to know what the so Shiv, tell us who are these journalists and which court were they at? Uh, they were at uh, Gurugram Sessions Court and uh, they appeared in a, in a POXO case. And uh, this clip that you're talking about, it uh, went viral around that time also. Raman sir sent me the clip saying that, check it out. Mm. So then I went to Gurugram Court and checked out the history of the case, mm. which is very interesting. And who are these journalists who are in the clip? In the clip, uh, you can see um, Ajit Anjum, uh, Deepak Chaurasia, Chitra Tripathi. Three of them I can identify. Hmm. So tell us, uh, Shiv, what was the FIR against them and why were they in court that day? Hmm. The, the case relates to uh, um, airing a video in which uh, a child was shown in a wrong manner. And with the background of Asaram Bapu's sexual assault cases and all. So the, F the zero FIR was lodged in 2013. The final FIR was lodged in 2015. And what is a zero FIR? Zero FIR, suppose uh, the incident, I mean, the place of occurrence, if it's a place of occurrence of crime, if it's suppose if it's Delhi and the victim is from somewhere else, Rajasthan. So 
in Rajasthan the victim can file zero FIR hmm. because she can't or he or she can't come to Delhi or it happened after this I think uh, this Delhi gang rape case so the Vishaka guidelines came out right so that's zero FIR okay so zero FIR is registered immediately then it's transferred to the police where the crime occurred right okay. so that's zero FIR got it so zero FIR at first it was filed in Gurugram. Uh, then it was transferred to Noida police because that was the uh, place of crime from where, uh, I mean, these new channels add these videos uh, from their Noida offices. Then again, the Noida police sent back this zero FIR to Gurugram police right. and the Gurugram police filed final FIR in which 15 accused were named. So what were they being accused of? Okay, so all of them are journalists. Some of them are uh, from the top management of three new channels, News 24, uh, India News, and News Nation. Okay. So they were accused of distorting um, video of a family uh, in which Asaram Bapu um, is shown and he's meeting the family and the family is worship worshipping him. And uh, these new channels add this video, edited video, so-called edited video, according to the charge sheet. And in that video, one child was shown and Asaram Bapu is like patting her on the back or his hand on child's shoulder. So these new channels try to portray that Asaram's intention is not right. And, and what was the family's claim that hmm. they had just met? So the, the family's claim is like uh, uh, that... F I mean, in terms of Pokso, if you see, you cannot show a child's face yeah. if it's negative story. Mm. So the the video was uh, aired after Asaram Bapu's arrest in the sexual assault case. Right. He was arrested in, in Rajasthan. And in that context, they, these news channels try to portray that uh, that's another attempt by Asaram Bapu mm. uh, or maybe he's running sex racket. There were some women also Hmm. But that video was shot by one of the disciples of Asaram Bapu. Okay. And that was before he was arrested. I mean, Asaram and his disciples. So while he was in jail, that video came out. So, uh, Shiv, you're telling me that this particular video, that so, so if I'm understanding it right, a video was shot by Asaram's disciples before he was accused of sexual assault, before he went to jail for sexual assault. And in the video, we see him meeting a family. Uh, news channels attempt to portray that there was another child who became a victim to his uh, sexual assault. Whereas the family say family is accusing TV channels of distorting a video and revealing the identity of the child. Now this video gets leaked somehow, right? When you told me that the person who shot the video was in jail. So how did that happen? How do we... Uh, and why is that part of, like why is that a question you've raised this as a question in your report hmm. that's a, that is a big puzzle hmm. like while he I mean his I mean the disciples phone was in police custody after his arrest and who leaked that video hmm. and uh, um, I think DCP Lama uh, was investigating the case or he was supervising the case so in his book I think uh, Gunning for God Man Hmm. He he says, uh, if I'm remembering, remembering the name of the book uh, correctly. Yeah, so Ajay Lama wrote a book. Hmm. In the book, he says it was not easy for him to uh, 
to arrest such a hu- such a such a big personality mm. because asaram's fan following is huge mm. even today mm. even after his conviction in in rape case so i mean the book gives an idea that uh, first he needed to uh, create a negative image of asaram so mm. without authenticating whether the video is related to his case or not uh the video might have been leaked by police personnel from rajasthan yeah. and then the video um, reached some of the journalists and the video was uh, uh played on tv channels but it's part of investigation in no certain terms we are saying that who released the video or, or how the video was released how journalists got hold of the video now it's but, been but that's that, that's a part of investigation that's a big puzzle like how come the video was leaked from the disciples uh, phone which i'm assuming will come up during the trial during Question. the trial but yeah. it's i mean I, i don't think so it's part of the trial but of course prosecution will Question. ask hmm. questions from um, ask questions and will uh, will grill police also like why it's not part of the investigation it's been 7 years since the case uh, happened and the fir was filed if i'm right 2013 is when it happened um and so far the trial is yet to begin and this isn't surprising considering the re- speed of our judiciary but um there have been charge sheet filed supplementary charge sheets filed what do we know from these charge sheets what where is the investigation at so uh there were so many failed attempts uh um, from the from the complaints family and uh, so many stumbling blocks like they uh, the family furnished uh, the cds of the video which was aired by tv channels hmm. and a uh, couple of times uh, i mean one time uh, the the forensic uh, laboratory said that the cds were cracked say so could not arrive at conclusion whether the video was edited or not the okay. videos aired by tv channels and the police also went to tv channels very late i think i think 3 4 years after the zero fire was filed mm. and tv channels refused to uh, said that, that under the guidelines of the ministry mm. they are not required to keep uh, clips uh, which which are older than 90 days mm. so the police could not get the uh, the the video which was aired by tv channels from them right so but later on i mean the the family kept on pushing with the help of um, some ngos one ngo janjagramaj is a group of so many ngos mm. and uh, with the help of uh, these ngos i think uh, the family could again furnish uh, new cds and uh, now after i think in 2019 was the time when first uh, 2020 when first charge it was filed Hmm. and in that charge sheet uh, the charge sheet uh, seven um, journalists were uh, uh, were named hmm. and this was where G- deepak chaurasia's name was left out yeah so um, so then in 2021 also um, the supplementary charge sheet was filed and deepak chaurasia's name was there in the supplementary charge sheet why was he left out in the first charge sheet that's that's for police to clarify why he was left out of the left out of the first charge sheet but right. uh, so but these are the also, questions that have been these raised, are the yeah. these are the questions yeah why he was left out of left out left out of the first charge sheet because uh, in pokso case what happens if i mean you cannot have vicarious responsibility like if somebody is accused of showing uh, image of child in wrong manner the whole chain of command 
is responsible under mm. pokso sections uh but that's that i mean that shows um, the level level of investigation because before the first charge was filed there were some 3 4 sits which were formed or or constituted uh, or reconstituted mm. so but the family kept on pushing and uh, right now the the case is at a stage where all the accused are appearing in a court and the trial hasn't started i think in trial is in, yet to begin yet to begin and the couple of day a couple of after a couple of hearings and the trial trial will start uh yeah so shift tell us also uh, throughout the piece we actually read about this particular one of the ngos uh, mm. among the group of ngos jan jagran manch uh you tell us a little bit about that ngo in the piece as well mm. why is it that this particular ngo is so interesting in this case uh so before looking at this case you also have to look at the uh, the background of the of the case hmm. because before that asaram was arrested before the video was aired by uh, these channels hmm. so the channels of course they were uh, i mean they then reports against him and uh, but but in no way we can link both the cases but the the common thread is that uh, this janjagran manch lot of uh, members are asaram followers right and it has also other organizations in its uh, under its umbrella uh, which believe that uh, which uh, believe in spiritual leaders according mm. to them so they are they say that, that we are the uh, we are the followers of sanatan dharm so and so forth so why are they supporting this particular case which mm. what is that what is in it for them one one thing is that the the, the family is uh, one of the followers of asaram asaram because asaram went to their house mm. and uh, yeah. they welcomed him and all so they see it almost as their duty to support their duty to support the family yeah right okay even in your piece there is an anchor who talks about the fact that this for a piece to go up like this for a story to go up uh, like this on a tv channel for a video to go up like this it isn't the anchor's responsibility but there's actually a a, a whole team Hmm. that puts it together the editors the producers and in this particular case none of the editors producers have been named right it's only the anchors who've been named no producer in uh, one of the producers has been named uh, hmm. and uh, um two reporters from rajasthan have been named okay and uh, but yeah so in the fir 15 accused were named hmm. but that's also uh, prosecution case that so many top level uh, journalists not journalists uh, people from top management yeah. they've been left out of the charge sheet hmm. so they will also try to press charges against the people who were left out of the charge sheet so they are saying that uh, you cannot pick and choose hmm. so if somebody is accused of something the whole chain stands responsible for that particular section of pokso under the particular section of the pokso act right So uh, the trial is yet to begin, and I'm sure uh, Shiv will be continuing to follow this particular case. Yeah, I think it's, it's, it 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 will be in sense it will be landmark case because yeah. sometimes TV channels they tend to uh, forget about uh, journalistic ethics, like not uh, in 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 their uh, in their effort to sensationalize any case, they uh, they tend to be a bit reckless at time. Yeah. So I think once the case is settled, I think it will be landmark case for journalists also to make sure, like in cases of sexual assault where uh, minor is involved, we have to be extremely careful, extremely cautious, not to reveal identity of children. 
and uh, yeah i think what's interesting in both the stories that we discussed today is there was one uh, in the nupur sharma story where we saw how no action was taken against navika kumar hmm. and here we see it's a little more hopeful because there's some action that's been taken but it's been 7 years hmm. and nothing really has happened hmm. so if it does go to trial and something comes out of it it might possibly set precedents for uh, the future of journalism at least in some form Uh so Shiv thank you so much for joining us before I let you go can you tell us what is it that you would want to recommend our listeners to read watch listen or dance to this week I've been watch on Netflix I've been watching this uh, mockumentary called um Trailer Park Boys Okay so What is it about Have you um, you watched uh, Jerry Seinfeld right No I haven't <laughs> No so Jerry Seinfeld the uh, TV show is about nothing So yeah. same way, this mockumentary is about nothing. Okay, it's like day-to-day um, activities. Like it's about two drug dealers. Hmm. They are in out of jail, and there are a couple of cops. They keep chasing them, hmm. and uh, they live in sort of ghetto. Hmm. Um, the the whole community, right? So it's surrounding like how they are evading police and. and there's skull degree and so many things you can also check out uh, this book open secrets india's uh, intelligence unveiled by maloy krishnadhar maloy krishnadhar uh, was an ips officer then he uh, joined uh, um intelligence bureau hmm. so i think it's it's very rare book Uh, on india's uh, internal security india's intelligence bureau hmm. how it functions uh, what are the problems that that are ailing intelligence bureau intelligence ga- gathering hmm. and um, how it can be improved but that was written i think in in around around 2005 so i think since then there have been a lot of changes hmm. but to get a background about india's internal security and intelligence gathering uh, this book is a primer for people nice i uh, want to recommend since we spoke about uh, the nupur sharma piece i actually want to recommend an express piece which was done during that time uh, it's an explainer of why the gulf matters for india um it was done by krishan kaushik and he actually uh, it's interesting because you it's a piece that sort of makes like exposes why the bjp was forced to take that stand and what our relations are with these countries who have condemned uh, uh nupur sharma's comment also the other thing i want to recommend it ha- did you watch the, there's this new series that's come out called the broken news have you have you heard or seen it no tell me it's basically sunali bendre's comeback and it's a series about how news channels function um and of course there's i mean it's like an ndtv versus republic sort of uh, it becomes obvious that's what it is in in that they call it avaaz bharti versus josh channel it's a tire on tv it's, channels it's a, it's a very like uh, it's a series it's a fictional series but you like there's obvious uh, links to like things that have happened they have some sort of vague link to pegasus there's some sort of link to me to movement and it's obviously the most idealistic reporters fighting for what is right and i want to actually recommend the um uh response to the review written of it hmm. by film companion i thought it was such a good review i'm going to read out a very tiny paragraph from it, for, from it which really struck me it says uh, the broken news sprints with it and doesn't stop until it crosses the border and calls you anti national it wears the excessive robes of fantasy i mean what editor defies the channel owner what owner is philanthropic enough to want to create the best channel and not the most popular one 
which 45 year old editor offers to take the fall for her 30 something reporter under the pretext that i'm on my way out so it really like while the <laughs> while i'm watching the series now and it's great it's idealistic it's interesting and everything but it it's just amazing how far removed from reality shows of newsrooms are and this particular review by rahul desai on film companion is is funny engaging and really to the point uh about what exactly this show is about so that is what i would want to recommend uh for our listeners this week thank you again shiv for joining us thank you for the invite if you are listening to our podcast on apple stitcher or spotify please note we have our own podcast player on our website newslaundry.com please check it out and with that this podcast is adjourned all the news laundry podcasts are available on stitcher itunes and any other podcast platform Please subscribe to News Laundry. Help us keep news independent. To catch all our podcasts on news, pop culture, current affairs and sport, visit newslaundry.com. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram and subscribe to our YouTube channel. Please